Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. I'm your host, Mallory Allen. Whether you find yourself in the joys or the messes of mom life, we want to encourage you to remain faithful as you join us every Wednesday in creating a community of real moms, real stories, and real truth based on the Word of God. Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. I'm your host, Mallory Allen, and today I have a special guest with me, Miss Vicki Hancock. Good morning, Mallory. Thank you so much for being with us today, Vicki. Um, we are so excited. Vicki has a really, really amazing story to share with us. She has a daughter named Lacey who has Down syndrome, and she is just a joy to be around. <laughs> I got to meet her the other day, and she is just too funny. But we are going to hear about her story from the time that she found out when she was pregnant that she had a daughter that was Down syndrome. She knew before she ever even had Lacey, yes. and her and her husband have been such an encouragement to me and how they responded to that and then how they have raised her. She is going to be 32. 32 next Sunday. Next Sunday. She has a countdown on the refrigerator (laughs) that I saw. Lacey's very pumped about being 32. So I told her we'd be the same age. So she is a joy and so is Vicki. So I'm glad to have them today. I am going to do a couple of our fun rapid fire questions with Miss Vicki to get to know her better before we hear her story. <laughs> Don't be nervous. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so a couple of them that we thought would be fun. Let's see. One makeup item that you cannot go without, Miss Vicki. Lipstick. lipstick. Brush the teeth and put the lipstick on. <laughs> and she's got it on right now. All right. How about salty or sweet foods? Salty. salty. Salty foods. Yes. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Coffee. How long have you been married to Mr. Bobby? This February the 7th, it will be 50 years. Wow, that's awesome. Yes, it is. And how did you meet Mr. Bobby? I met Bobby on a blind date in 1969. I wanted to go to the Blood, Sweat, and Tears concert at Mississippi State, and I was asked to go with him, and it was love the first night. (laughs) That's so great. And you told me that he even told his mother something, Oh, he went home that night and told his mother he met the girl that God wanted him to marry. Yeah. Wow. That's a really cool story. I love that. Well... So she has a great testimony already of marriage of 50 years and the many things that they've been through together. And one of the big things that we're going to talk about today is she and Mr. Bobby have raised a daughter named Lacey, like I mentioned before, and she has Down syndrome. And she is just the most fun (laughs) thing. She's an artist. She's a dancer. She loves music. She's got so many things going on. And I just loved getting to meet her the other day. And so the story really starts, though, from when she's in the womb. And um, you had multiple interactions with Dr. Rogers and different things that she's going to share with us today. So I'm really excited to let her share her story with us. And I think it's going to be really encouraging to you out there today. Oh, I pray it is. Thanks, Mallory. Well, I'm going to back it up to the blind date. Bobby did go home, and he told Miss Hancock that he had met the girl God wanted him to marry. Came back the next night and told me he loved me. So it was fast and furious, but he was smart enough to let my daddy pay for the next two semesters of college. (laughs) He was already out of college. So anyway, we married in 71, 
and started our career. Bobby had always had the desire to be a hospital administrator, but uh, God did not open up that door for several years. But we got involved in a church in uh, Jackson, Mississippi, and the scripture that just became our scripture was Jeremiah 33, 3, call unto me, and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty ways which thou knowest not. So we started doing that, but Bobby also was holding on and has since age 18 to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trusting in the Lord. So we were calling and we were trusting in our, in our marriage life. So we had been married three years and we said, okay, I was teaching school. He was working a job traveling and I, he, we said, okay, it's time for us to have a child you know so in 1974 we trying to conceive and realized right away that something one clicking <laughs> God's plan was different so we we were still calling on God and asking God and Bobby in the meantime God opened up the door for him to get his hospital administration job there in Jackson Mississippi and it was just a an open door for his our career and just another way God was showing us I'm going to turn your river whichever way I see fit Mm -hmm. so um, in 1979 I'll never forget this it was May the end of the school year I was tired of teaching second graders I was tired of trying to get pregnant and I was out sweeping one day sweeping the driveway and I said Lord okay we need a change and that afternoon, Bobby came in and he said, have you ever been to Tupelo? And I said, Bobby, no. And I teared up. And he said, I'm not saying we're moving to Tupelo. And I said, but Bobby, I prayed for a change. Okay, this is the reason the change was coming into our life. We go to Tupelo. He works with hospitals in 1979. And in 1980, Go, and I was still going through testing to see why I had not conceived. Well, my doctor went to Bobby in the hospital one day and said, there's going to be a baby that will be available for adoption. Are you and Vicki uh, interested in that? Well, Bobby and I had been talking about adoption and praying about it. Yeah. We knew by that time, I mean, we've been trying since 1974. This was 1979 and 80. Yeah. And so we said, okay, Lord, maybe this is the route you want us to go. Maybe this is your plan. So, um, but the doctor told Bobby, if you're interested, I want to talk with you, but I don't want you to tell Vicki in case the plans fall through because it was a private adoption. Well, guess what? On Mother's Day weekend, Bobby was able to tell me that we had a one-week-old baby girl coming to live with us. Oh, wow. A beautiful, beautiful one-week-old baby. Her name is Leslie, Leslie Whitten Hancock. And so um, people, I mean, people were calling saying, that's the longest prayer request I've had in my book. I'm so glad you (laughs) now have a child. So it was, you know, we thought our family was complete. And so we were... Uh, watching TV on Sunday mornings, watching Bellevue, watching Dr. Rogers, but going to our church in Tupelo, Mississippi. Well, then in 1986, God opened up the door for us to come to Memphis, to move to Memphis. Bobby came before Leslie and I did, and uh, I remember telling him, don't you go join Bellevue, because we loved Dr. Rogers' ministry. So anyway, we came, uh, moved in the summer of 86, thinking our family was just me and Leslie and 
and Bobby. Okay, then we're um, thinking, where do we live? We go to Vista Home Show, and who do we see but Dr. Rogers, Dr. Miss Rogers. And so Bobby, he said, well, Bobby, where are y'all going to live? And Bobby said, well, we're thinking about Cordova, knowing that Bellevue was coming out to Cordova. And he, he stuck his hand in the window of the car and started praying immediately for us to know where God wanted us to live. That was just a powerful connection to God and to Dr. Rogers. And so then um, we built a house. Um, you know, things were rocking along. And all of a sudden, in 1988, Vicki realizes that something is changing. And Vicki goes to the doctor and realizes that she is pregnant. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I bet you were just like right. in shock. Well, I really was. You know, it's kind of like... Uh, do I cry? Do I laugh? What do I do? <laughs> you know? And so we announced it at the John Bramlett Retreat in March, and a lot of our friends from Bellevue were there, and they were rejoicing with us. So people were just very excited because they knew how long we'd been trying to have uh, conceive a child. Right. And then in June of 88, I'll never forget, I had joined the choir to go to the uh, Southern Baptist Convention to sing with the Bellevue Choir. One of the highlights of my my life was at that convention when we were singing The King is Coming, and it was just so, so powerful. And Dr. Rogers preached The Salt of the Earth, just a powerful sermon. So I was on a mountaintop. Well, then the next week, I get a call from the doctor's office, and they said, we need to recheck your blood because there is a possibility that you're carrying a Down syndrome baby or a spina bifida baby. So I go in, and um, the blood was rechecked. rechecked. Um, and so then, by Bobby being in the Bab uh, Baptist Hospital system here, we decided, <clears throat> knowing that Down syndrome children, 85 to 95 percent of them have heart issues, we decided to, um, and we prayed about this. And a lot of people say, no, I would never do that. But we decided to have the amniocentesis test run. Mm -hmm. So we had that, and then we waited a month for the test results, and we found out that she did have Down syndrome, and she did have, uh, she was a little girl. So that was the month of July by that time. And, you know, looking back, you can see how God just so meant for that to happen because by August, they had discovered, or late July, yeah, August, by me having many ultrasounds, they discovered she did have a hole in her heart. You wouldn't have so, known otherwise. Uh, we would not have known. Mm -hmm. No, I would just be gone in for my regular checkups. So um, they were watching me, and then, let's see. Oh, uh, the, right, I guess it was the end of July or August. I'll never forget this. I just needed to tell Dr. Rogers to ask him to pray for the baby. <laughs> So we had gone to the first service, and uh, Bobby was the deacon, and he had gone to serve, and I was walking out, and I said, Lord, I just need to tell him. And he was coming out, Dr. Rogers was coming off the pulpit, and I walked up to him and told him uh, that we were I was carrying a Down syndrome little girl, and he immediately put his hands on this baby and prayed for her. So it just, the peace that came over me was what I needed needed wow. and so that I went, we go through the summertime and it was it gave us the time knowing that we were fixing to have a special needs child and knowing that this was God's plan because we had called on him and we had asked him and we had trusted in his plan then we uh, 
It was just meant to be, but it gave us the time to work through those emotions of ours. Right. And those questions we had in our mind. Why, that was Lord? a gift that you yeah, found out. Right. Mm-hmm. It really was. Mm-hmm. But then when I go in, then uh, I, it was in September, and Bobby and I had prayed, do I have my tubes tied? Knowing that I was 39 years of age and knowing that this baby was special needs and would ha- we didn't know what the future held for her. So we did, I went into the doctor and I said, okay, I I want to have my tubes tied when I have the baby. And the doctor looked at me and he said, well, just because you got a raw deal this time doesn't mean you have to tie your tubes. Mm. Well, I teared up immediately and I said, sir, this baby is not a raw deal. She's a gift from God. Amen. And I just had to pray that God would soften his heart. And I don't, you know, I don't know where he stood with the Lord, but fast forward to October the 18th, I go in for a checkup. She was due November the 5th or 6th, I believe it was. And um, (laughs) so they said, hmm, I think this baby's going into fetal distress. And they sent me to another office building and they said, where's your husband? I said, my husband is in Greenwood, Mississippi at the hospital down there. You better call him. You're going to have a baby this afternoon. So I called oh, Bobby. Wow. I called my mother and daddy. I called Miss Hancock. They were all down in central Mississippi. And I called uh, Bobby's partner, Roger Strobel, and his wife, Hope. And I said, Hope, you've got to come to the hospital. And I said, Hope, if Bobby's not here, you got to go in with me. <laughs> I'll never forget. Hope said, I'm not going in there. <laughs> but anyway, so we get to... Um, uh, when I came out of the office, I, I you know, I felt... I knew God was with me when I was hearing all that, and I knew I had called on the phone all these people, and they were praying, but yet I just needed someone. I walked out, and there sat Sarah Crockett. I'll never forget. I needed to see somebody that I knew, that I knew would pray for me. And then on the way over to the hospital so they could connect me to everything and monitor me, I see another lady from Bellevue laying on a gurney. She's fixing to have surgery. (laughs) (laughs) And Ruth Ann. And so to this day, we laugh and talk about how God, I I needed to see those people that loved me. Yes. And so uh, Hope and Roger get there, and they're they're in the room with me, and uh, they're monitoring the baby because they had her heart. uh, I was not, my body was not ready, but Lacey was ready. Yes. <laughs> Lacey was ready to come out. Yes, she was. <laughs> yeah. So um, Bobby arrived at 5 o'clock. They wheeled me in, did a section. She was born at 5.13. I he mean, barely made it. Oh, yes, he barely made it. I mean, he 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 gowned up, and we went off. And I'll never forget that nurse laying across me to get the baby to pop out. That's how fast they had to get her out because uh, she was going into fetal distress. And I look back under that. We, you know, so people have different views about amnio, but you just have to trust God's plan. You have to trust what he tells you to do and what the peace you have you know, to do this. So, okay, Lacey's born October the 18th, 1988. She will be 32 years old, coming up very soon. And um, uh, so the first we, I guess she was a month old, we joined um, Special Kids. And this is a group sponsored by the Down Syndrome Association. 
And the Down Syndrome Association here in Memphis is very active. The parents are very involved. And so this was uh, three times a week we would go, and the babies were uh, PT or OT or speech therapy. or and the, But the parents would have a group time, too, and that was really special. That is really helpful. Yeah. yeah. So I got to know different people in this area, different people that had the same needs as we did. And, you know, it, it was very helpful. And so that was in, um, um, then fast forward to February of 1989. On February the 6th, my 40th birthday, Lacey enters the hospital with viral pneumonia. Oh, no. Yes, viral pneumonia. And because of the hole in her heart, her it was pitiful. She, she broke out, literally broke out in like little bitty bumps all over her body. And, but... It's it's kind of strange. I told Dr. Schneider, her pediatrician, this that every the older she got, every time she would break out a little bit, I would know that she was getting an infection. It was just Down syndrome children's whole system is different to a regular child. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. You're right, and that in the hospital. I'll never forget, a cardiologist came by, and he he said, I have seen one other child respond like this to a viral pneumonia, and it was a Down syndrome child. Hmm. And I, so that really, you know, that's kind of like, okay, we, we've got something to watch, you know, because knowing they have a lot of congestion issues. Right. Well, that was in February. The cardiologist said, take her home, keep her well. Uh, we've got to close this hole in her heart. She had a VSD, um, the ventricular receptive defect in her heart. So uh, fast forward to April, April the 5th. We go in on a Sunday afternoon and uh, to Le Bonner. And Sunday night, Dr. Snyder, her pediatrician, comes by and he said, I just want y'all to know that Dr. Rogers had from the pulpit a special prayer for Lacey and her heart surgery. Wow. But that, that meant a lot. That meant so much to us because we knew there were thousands there that were praying for her. A lot of them didn't even know who she was, but they knew it was a little baby that needed God's uh, healing hand. Well, the surgery's on Monday during the open-heart surgery. Well, before the surgery, Bobby told Dr. Watson and Mrs. Watson, the anesthesiologist, and Dr. Watson was the surgeon, said, you know, uh, Bellevue, the people at Bellevue lifted y'all up last night and are praying for you. Well, during the surgery, they called and they said a blood clot has formed while she's on the heart-lung pump. But we feel okay about it because we can hear the heartbeat at the top of her leg. We just had a peace. We knew it was all going to be okay. You know, we, we were so covered in God's prayers by so many people that we knew that things would be okay. That was on Monday. On Thursday, that baby is in a regular room, not hooked up to anything. <laughs> it was amazing, amazing. And her pediatrician, her cardiologist, came in, and she said, Wow, that lifting up really helped. <laughs> And, you know, we had prayed from the very beginning, God, use her for your glory. Let people see through her, you, God. And then we find out two weeks later that this uh, doctor uh, is of the Jewish denomination, you know, Jewish race. And Mm -hmm. so it's just like God was saying, you know, I'm going to use Lacey. It meant a lot to us. It really did. So... Bobby jokes and says, well, they put super unleaded 
gasoline in her then. <laughs> she took off. She hasn't stopped. She has since. not stopped since. She walked early. Uh, Lacey's muscle tone is just a little under the norm. A lot of them aren't blessed with that, but hers was a little under the norm. So uh, we're, you know, one of the biggest blessings in Lacey's uh, life as a baby was having Leslie. Leslie was eight and a half years old when Lacey was born, and it was like she, Lacey, had two mothers. <laughs> so Leslie was very good with her. She demanded her to do things and do them right, the right way. So um, it was it was a it was a neat time seeing Leslie taking care of her sister, and they love each other. They si- sing the sister song to each other still to this day. So that's that's very special to both of them and to us too. Um, Let's see, we go, we're at Special Kids for about four years, and then we say, okay, Special Kids is ending. Where is she going to school? And uh, so we started praying about it, and I said, well, you know, I hear Bartlett Baptist will let us, they will take special needs kids. So I go out there, and they said, yes, we'd love to talk with you. Go out there, and this is how good God is. You know, we were trusting him with her life, and the teacher there, her grandmother was Miss Hancock's best friend in Louisville, Mississippi, and she had a Downs aunt. I mean, you know, it's just like God was saying, okay, I got this. Trust me, you know. Making connections. Making connections. Mm -hmm. You've got to in life. You've got to see how he works Mm -hmm. because sometimes it's out of left field, you know. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) So anyway, Lacey is there for two years, and I tell people she didn't come out of there knowing her alphabet or she couldn't recognize her name, but the kid could talk. Oh. Because she was around normal little kids. Yeah. And she learned to talk because Downs mimic others. They learn from others. And I've always said, you know, uh, especially now you can see it, the older the older ones that she's around, you can tell what type of home life they're from mm-hmm. by the way they talk, you know, because hmm. you know that they've, they've heard it just like a normal child would. They're going to pick up, right? If, you know, if the parent says something they shouldn't say, the child's going to say it eventually. Mm-hmm. So um, <clears throat> let's see. So we were at Bartlett Baptist, and then it's like, okay, Bobby says, well, you know, I'm working now with churches all over the United States. We need to move back to Clinton, Mississippi to be near older parents. So we go to Clinton where I had taught school. And this is really neat. Lacey was there for first grade and for uh, kindergarten and first grade at Clinton Park, where I had taught in the 70s. Now, this is now 95, 96, and 97. So I'm subbing. I'm a substitute teacher. And the kindergarten year, I put her in a regular classroom, and I had them to pull her out to work with her. And she didn't really make as much progress as I knew she was capable of doing that year. So in first grade, I said, okay, I want her in the special ed class. I want one-on-one learning. And I want you to then pull her out for library and lunchtime and recess time. Mm-hmm. So they did. And it really made a difference. I mean, she she just, uh, the way she took off in her um, educational Life was wonderful. You know, she was learning right and left. And so then um, I have a funny story about that when she was in first grade, and I take her to her first grade room, and it's a small room, and I looked, and I had to go sub, and I'm thinking, okay, 
on the way there, I'm saying, Lacey, do you have your lunch money? Lacey, do you have your library book? Lacey this, Lacey that. And she goes in her room, closes the door right in my face. And I'm going, okay, do I handle this now? Or do I go take care of 31 wild kindergarten kids that I'm supposed to sub? So I go down, but then later I saw her teacher. And she said, Lacey did not know it, but I was standing over in the corner. And I said, Lacey, you closed the door in your mama's face. And she said, Lacey put her hands on the hips and said, sometimes she drives me crazy. (laughs) 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 But that that just kind of shows she... She's me and Bobby, too. She's, she's spunky. <laughs> she's very spunky. Uh-oh. Very spunky. That's funny. So uh, that's just a cute little story. So we, we <clears throat> so that was first grade. Second and third grade was a good experience in Clinton. And then we moved back to um, the Memphis area and uh, go to Macon Hall and then Mount Pisgah. And God... <laughs> she was talking about a Mount Pisgah teacher yesterday because she was endorsing a check, your check. Oh, when I wrote for <laughs> yeah, the and she cup. said, uh-huh. she said, look how good my cursive writing is. Miss Croc taught me that. <laughs> well, Miss Croc is her Mount Pisgah teacher. So that's she, a great memory. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Wow. So then we were fast approaching high school. We were in like eighth grade, and just God had given us godly teachers teachers that loved her you know we just had wonderful school experience and so we're approaching high school and we're thinking okay lord we're calling upon you we're tr- asking jeremiah 29 11 we know you have a plan for them. so i was to go to one high school the principal was to meet with it was a group of special needs parents from um, the junior high and he was too busy to meet with us well me having been a teacher in the past that didn't set well right and I thought you know God's closed that door we're not going to even deal with that school another school didn't return the call it was sad you know really you could you I could hear other parents saying that you know that they needed some help and so things are better now this was years ago you got to remember that things are better now in the educational system but um so I said, well, Bobby, I want to go visit Houston High School. And he said, well, you know, we'll have to move to that area. And I said, okay. So this is a God experience, a God thing, I tell It was so neat. I go to Houston High School. I go up to the room where the teacher, a special ed teacher is. And she didn't greet me at the door, but I'm looking in, and I'm seeing a Burger King uh, marquee with all the pricing and all, and I said, this is wonderful. This is what I want for Lacey. I want life skills, you know, because she was old enough to know what to do and what, when to do it and stuff like that. And then I look, and the teacher comes walking up. I had graduated college with her in 1971. She recognized me, and I recognized her. It was neat. Another God connection. Another God connection. It was just beautiful and so what did we do we rented our house for 10 years and went and bought a condo in germantown and moved so we could be in that district and it was the best experience lacy could have had they took them into the community they did life skills in different businesses you know Mm -hmm. uh two and three times a month 
But the biggest thing was Lacey was working in the cafeteria. And in the cafeteria, ladies said she could even run this place. Wow. Know? That's so and funny. It was neat. And so, but then another blessing of us being at Houston High School was Lacey had gone to a graduation party for a friend that she had met named Laurie. Now, Laurie was two years older than her. And so Lacey's there, and she's dancing. And some of the mothers said, uh, Vicki, have you, has she ever tried out for Company D dancers? And I said, I really don't know about them. And they said, you need to call the dance instructor. So I did. And so Lacey tried out, and Lacey's been a member of Company D dancers for 15 years now. They all have Down syndrome. There are about 25 of them. They're in ages from 40 to maybe 15. But they are wonderful dancers. And it's been amazing to see how their self-confidence has grown in each of them, how they present themselves on stage. The Lacey and a, a group, well, the whole uh, troop went to, in 2008, to New York City for five days. And Lacey has has a picture of Liza Minnelli because she uh, had a jazz lesson with Liza Minnelli at a studio. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was neat. And just you never know how God's going to use your child. Just put him in situations where he can be used, you know. And so this God, God definitely did with Liza Minnelli. The day she walked into that dance studio and looked at me and said, can I hug them? Can I talk to them? And I said, yes. And she went around to every one of them, hugged them, kissed them on the cheek. Then she talked to them at the end of the dance lesson. That meant so much to them. They didn't really know Liza Minnelli as much as they knew Judy Garland <laughs> from right. The Wizard of Oz. Right. Because they love their movies. Uh-huh. <laughs> but they were, they knew they were meeting somebody that had some public, you know, that was very popular. <clears throat> So that was New York. Lacey was chosen to go to uh, perform at one of the Smithsonian's in Washington, D.C. That was a very special weekend. Uh, They've performed at Dollywood. They've performed for churches. They've performed for clubs. And right now they're doing Zoom twice a week. Uh, They miss each other. (laughs) It's hard. (laughs) Because, you know, they're people. They love their people. Right. They get together and... um, it's just amazing to hear them talk. You might not can understand some of them, but they can understand each other. Yeah. They love birthdays. They love being together. And so this has been really hard. The pandemic. <laughs> the pandemic. They really are social and they need to <laughs> yeah. get out, right? Yes, they need to get out. Yeah. So um, uh, <laughs> Lacey and I have been getting out by driving through and, and going back to church, you know, with our mask and stuff. But uh, she misses doing things. She really does. Um, so, uh, okay. So then we come to 2010. Lacey has graduated. Oh, gee. What do we do now? Did you choose to put her in school longer than the four years? Yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. You, uh, The state of Tennessee has a law that you can stay to age 22. And I definitely, I knew she had to be there. Because, I mean, just if we had said, okay, Lacey, you can graduate at age 18, she would have been sitting home just watching TV. or She might could have gone out and gotten a job. But why not leave her there with her friends and, and let her have the opportunity to learn? So we just said, Lord, you know, we're going to keep her there till she's eight, uh, 22. So we did. Mm-hmm. And then graduation was at Bellevue, which 
Oh, that made her so happy. So it's like, okay, she's graduated. Now what do we do? Do we go to Wendy's? Do we go to Chick-fil-A? We wonder in a Christian environment, you know? Where do we go, Lord? So I told Bobby, I said, you know, she sits in choir with me, and she draws, and she colors, and she writes. Every Wednesday night when I'm in choir practice, I'm going to buy her some canvas and some acrylic paint. So I did, and Bobby and I went to work. We came home that afternoon, and she had painted five paintings. Wow, in one afternoon. In one afternoon, and they all looked great. And I'm going, Bobby, we have a business. (laughs) (laughs) So in one of them, she named her business God's Hand, Lacey's Heart. I love that. So that has been Lacey's business. She's not getting up every day going to a work, eight to five job, but she's uh, painting when the Holy Spirit tells her to paint. Now, it might be 11 o'clock at night when mom and daddy are in bed, but she's in her little art room painting. And um, she loves to paint when God tells her what to paint. And I know, Mallory, you could tell by her paintings, her love for the Lord. And it's showcased on her uh, coffee mugs, on her note cards, on her frame prints, and on her original paintings. And it's just beautiful to see how she titles them. And, um, you know, uh, it's just been a blessing. She's been doing that now since about, well, 2011, I guess, is when we really got it going. So um, we have sent paintings to California, Texas, Florida, North Carolina. We've gone to markets, and we continue to go. And now we're starting like a home show like in in Mississippi in a couple weeks. So just, you know, God just just opens the door. It's neat. It's neat. Somebody says, how do you sell all that? Well, you just show it, and people want it, and people love her and want to support her. Yeah. So I was at your house the other day, and you have— just paintings all over your kitchen and I bought a mug that was the check that Lacey was signing that she referenced earlier and there's just I can see her love for the Lord in her paintings the way that I can tell she loves music like she had Waymaker and she had Holy 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 she has Mm -hmm. pieces of hymns um, on paintings and she's got a lot of abstract great with color Mm -hmm. it's like a gift from the Lord how she uses color and I was just super impressed, and it, it made me laugh because I have a sister that's an artist, and you really do just wake up in the middle of the night, and your creative juices are flowing. Right. And, and I saw Lacey's art room, and it's just this table with paint all, <laughs> all over, over it. Yeah. It's just everywhere. Right. And um, it was just a really neat experience getting to see it in person before I interviewed Vicky. But, but one thing I wanted Vicky to share with you all is when she discovered that Lacey had this artistic talent, I told her when we were talking the other day in her kitchen as I was looking at all Lacey's artwork, I said, one of the things that I think is the just the neatest and the most powerful thing about this is that you, Vicki, paid such close attention to Lacey that you realized this gift that the Lord had given her. And not only did you realize it, but you empowered her and gave her the ability to make this a career for her. Right. And because not everyone, just like 
not every child is going to grow up and go to college or not every child is going to grow up and have the same career. Every child is going to be different. It's the same thing. Right. With, Amen. With yes. a Down syndrome child, with a special needs child. And so you said to me something to the effect of, you'll have to restate it because I won't, I won't do it justice. But you basically said she is a gift from the Lord and I we were just following the Lord's plan for her. And so for you to be in tune with that, will you share a little bit about how that kind of came about whenever you realized that she was an artist and that right. you were going to have, like you said, a business, as right. you told your husband? Yeah. Well, you know, <clears throat> we first said, do we give her art lessons? And then someone who is an artist say told us said if she can do that now don't give her art lessons because it will take away what God's given her so we just let her pursue the business on her own now Bobby and I have been able to help her by knowing the different avenues that we could go down with the business you know and that's been wonderful when we go to the markets, it's been such a blessing to see how people, some people will say, well, can I talk to her? And I'll say, well, sure. She loves to talk. There she is right there. <laughs> talk to her. And she will tell them all about her business. You know, she could, <laughs> she shows them. She probably, uh, her, the sales increase when Lacey gets up. She's usually sitting there drawing or, or writing. And so, but anyway, it's really neat to see her respond to the people. Yeah. You know, when they come by. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, so I, I love that. I love being able to go to the markets and, and show her work. But we just encourage her, you know, like she want they want, Down Syndrome kids love their movies. And Lacey loves her movies. And she sometimes just needs to get in back into her own little world. You know, and you'll have to say, like, well, Lacey, have you painted today? Or, Lacey, did you package up a note card? Or, Lacey, have you signed a mug? Because when the coffee mugs come in, they come in 144 at a time, and she signs every one of them on the bottom with her signature and her little heart. So um, we have to inspire her every now and then to keep working. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then sometimes, you know, it's just like, okay. She needs her own space, just like I need my own space, and so does Bobby. We've just tried to follow God's plan, realize that God opens the door for you to do what, if you're in his will, he is going to open those doors for you and close those doors. So we've tried to do that with her art business, and we, um, we've tried to keep her busy, like at church, she is part of the culinary ministry at church. She goes up at 3 o'clock on Wednesday afternoon. She works the dessert table. She hands out desserts. <laughs> she works in the Subway sandwich area. Then she goes to choir practice at three uh, 6 o'clock with me. And then um, the last seven years, she's been in the singing Christmas tree. So we're not trying to hide her. We're just trying to... Let her live her life and enjoy her because 
she is a joy, you know, yes. and other people love her. People miss her. You know, people, <laughs> it's been funny, like if somebody calls me or sees me out, you know, during the pandemic, they won't say, how are you and Bobby? They'll say, how's Lacey? <laughs> how's Lacey? <Yeah>. You know? <laughs> They're just concerned about her. But, <clears throat> you know, one thing, you know, we have around our house all her paintings, and then we have a lot of scripture, and Lacey loves scripture. Lacey's reading through the one-year Bible. She does it every day when she gets up. She has a special time during the day that she prays. She marks it on a chart. She loves to talk to the Lord. Sometimes we're riding down the road, and she'll turn toward the window, and I'll say, are you okay? And she'll say, Mom, I'm talking to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So That'll convict you. Yes, even. very much yes. so. <laughs> so anyway, it's just, it's neat. Every day when we get up, we'll say, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it and what he has for us to do today. Just seeing her heart for the Lord and, and seeing how, how much she is in tune with him and spends time with him. I feel like that is so challenging and encouraging to me. And I guess one thing that I really want for a mother out there to take away, like listening to your story today is for one, they're absolutely capable of not only being social, but also just having a relationship that is their own with the Lord and growing in that and, and loving the Lord and encouraging other people through that. And that is, that is so incredible to me. I love that she has that own special connection with the Lord and you can see it in her art and the way she talks. And just after seeing all that personally, I've seen it. And, you know, one thing that I really would love for you to just share with a mom, encourage a mom out there that might have a child that is years behind Lacey. Um, Mm -hmm. I know I have a friend that has a first grader um, that has special needs and, and so many others might be dealing with that themselves, or they probably know a friend or family member that is. And so what is one thing that, that you would say just years down the road like a piece of advice that you would give them or how Lacey has been such a joy to your family in the way that you have approached that, what would you, what would you say to them years behind? They're probably wondering what their life's going to be like yeah. when their child is an adult and they're an adult, but they're still at home with them right. and, or what they're going to do after they get done with school or just so uh, many questions yeah, right, right now. Well, right now, I mean, the more questions you have, you need to stop and just say, thank you, Lord, for this day. God says, I'll give you today. Don't get ahead of me. It, we as men try to, I mean, we try to get ahead of God. And so you can't do, you can plan, but you got to stay in tune with him and he will direct your path. He will. He'll turn that river whichever way he sees fit. And so that's, that's what I would just say, you know, take it one day at a time, but also, uh, especially with the little ones, I, I, this it's one thing I wanted to say is like 
sometimes when they're very little, they can do the cutest little thing and everybody just laughs and laughs. Well, really, it's a behavior that they shouldn't be doing. You know, they might be doing something that then later on when they get older, they're still doing that behavior, you know, and they don't need to. So stop those little, don't laugh at everything, you know, and one other thing is know that they know what they're doing, you know. Sometimes you think, well, they don't understand, but oh yeah, they do. (laughs) (laughs) And we are actually going to talk even more about those practical things from behavior and discipline and just how they are capable, even with having a special need of understanding your expectations for them and ways that you can encourage them and affirm them when they do well and ways that you can set the bar high so that they know what's expected of them and just other decisions and concerns that you might have about schooling and things like that. And so I hope that you'll join us back next Wednesday as Miss Vicki shares some of her words of wisdom when you're in the younger years of raising a child with special needs and a lot of questions arise. And so join us back for that next week. I just want to thank you so much for joining us today, oh, Ms. Vicki. Thank you. It's been wonderful. Sharing your wisdom with us and just the way that you've encouraged us with Lacey's story and the way that you love her so much. Um, I just thank you so much for that. It's been a huge testimony and raising a, a child with special needs we know, Miss Vicki knows, especially not me, but she knows is not easy, but she has just embraced that with yes. the grace of the Lord. Yes. And, um, and I think that that is just such a testimony for her and Mr. Bobby, how they have done that. And and Lacey is just such a joy. And I'm so glad that I got to um, meet her. And after this podcast today, there's going to be a commercial about some Christmas cards that we are um selling here at Love Worth Finding and Faithful 31 Moms. And those are actually done by Lacey. Right. And so uh, you'll have to check those out. And if you would like to connect with Miss Vicki further, if you've been encouraged by her today, if you would like to ask her some questions being years behind her, I can absolutely connect you with her today. That's why she's done this, because she wants to encourage moms that are raising children with special needs. You can go to faithful31moms.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page, and email me directly. That's going to be to mallen, A-L-L-E-N, at lwf.org. Or you can just find that on faithful31moms.com. Send me an email and I can connect you directly with Miss Vicki or send us a prayer request, something yes. that you're walking through. We'd love to be able to pray for you, know how this has impacted you. One last thing I'd like to leave you with today is if this podcast has encouraged you today, leave us a comment. Or if you have a friend or family member that is walking through raising a child with special needs, share this with them. Send it to them in a text or screenshot the Facebook or Instagram post and send it to them and just share this with them so that this might be an encouragement to them as well. Our podcast is weekly, so it drops every Wednesday. And so next Wednesday is going to be Miss Vicky's part two, like I shared with you earlier. And so just remember that every Wednesday you can subscribe and get notified when they come out. And I just hope that you all enjoyed today and that you've been encouraged by today and I hope that you all have a wonderful week and I will see you back next week with Miss Vicki. 
November interview with Vicki Hancock on the Faithful 31 Moms podcast was a moving story of raising her daughter Lacey, who has special needs. Lacey is a local artist in the Memphis, Tennessee area, and Faithful 31 Moms and Love Worth Finding Together are offering a package of our 2020 Christmas cards for a gift of any amount. Each pack includes 10 cards and envelopes, featuring a custom design painted by Lacey. Purchase this card pack to share with your friends and family during this Christmas season by going to faithful31moms.com slash podcast. Then follow the link to the Love Worth Finding website to make your donation. Faithful 31 Moms is produced in association with Love Worth Finding Ministries built on the profound biblical teaching of Pastor Adrian Rogers. Please visit our website, faithful31moms.com, for all interview show notes. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram, at Faithful31Moms. That's faithful31moms.com.